T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation, as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. And always live on the free Odyssey app, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Yeah, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios. It is Chris Ranji filling in today. I've got my guy Bruce Levine with me. Broadcasting live again from the Hyundai Score Studios. It is brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. we got a good one today. Pat Hughes is going to join us. We'll talk to Lamond Pope as well. It's a shorter version of Inside the Clubhouse today because we've got Michigan-Ohio State football is coming up the broadcast starting at 10:30. Good morning, Bruce. It is good to see you. Good morning, Chris. Uh, welcome to Inside the Clubhouse. We welcome all of our uh, great fans out there that listen every Saturday on the Score. We're with you anywhere from 45 to 52 weeks out of the year on Saturday mornings, talking Chicago baseball from 9 until 11, as Chris said. Today it's only until 10:30. The Michigan Ohio State game will be uh, joining our station after we sign off. And Chris, another big week in Chicago baseball. A lot to talk about, especially when it comes to both the White Sox and the Cubs. The White Sox continue to add to their team and uh, get ready for the winter meetings, which begin a week from Sunday in Nashville, Tennessee, where I'm expecting uh, huge trades to happen for the uh, Chicago White Sox. I'm expecting Dylan Cease and Eloy Jimenez to both be traded uh, this winter sometime. And no better time probably than at the winter meetings where things really start getting going for all the major league teams. 312-644-6767. That's where you can find me and Chris today as we talk Chicago White Sox and Cubs. And we are going to talk an awful lot about Mr. Otani and the reality of Shohei Otani coming to the Chicago Cubs. Have a lot of information about Shohei Otani. Uh, Major League sources tell me that the Chicago Cubs are way in on Shohei Otani as they should be. Probably four or five other teams. So, Chris, where would you like to begin today? 
Well, well, let's start with the big guy. Let's start with Otani and the possibility of him coming to the Cubs. I, I, I've seen various different things. John Morosi said that the most likelihood, I guess you would call it the plurality of the percentage of the possibility of him going anywhere is to the Dodgers. Um, but he also likes the field. We've seen Mark Feinsand say he thinks it is going to be the Dodgers. But is it that obvious to you? It seems to me for a team like the Cubs, who are on the come up, who are expected to use their resources, who are expected to improve the roster probably sooner than later, this seems to me like the kind of splash they would like to make to get everybody back in. Well, it's not just a splash. It's a commitment toward uh, being a championship team once again. So uh, this, when, when you sit down and you talk about signing a player to anywhere between 45 and $55 million a year for the next anywhere from 5 to 12 years, you're talking about a commitment to uh, the payroll, a commitment to a championship, a commitment to a farm system that you believe in, that you can count on to also add to the mix of you winning a championship. It's not going to be one player alone as the Angels have learned over the years with having Otani, with having Mike Trout, with having other great players, but not enough pitching. It's not just about the one player. But in Otani, you bring in something that the Cubs desperately need and also the idea that he will be an attraction unto himself, a monetizer of the franchise unto himself, a guy that will bring other championship players to the Chicago Cubs. So there, there is a, so much blue sky, Chris, when you bring in a Shohei Otani, that it's not just about bringing in a player that can hit 45 and drive in 100 or a year from now or a year from April pitch and be one of the dominant pitchers in baseball, which they hope he will be able to be after he, re, after he rehabs from this uh, elbow injury that he had in elbow surgery. Uh, it's more about the commitment of the franchise, this being the Chicago Cubs, to being a world champion again. And that is where I think the Chicago Cubs are at with the fourth best, according to many people, minor league system right now. Players at the big league level that are competitive and ready to continue uh, their trend upwards as far as major league players and the commitment of ownership and the front office to move forward and have that same type of feeling and same type of commitment that they had back in 2015 and 16 when they were winning the World Series in 2016. So there, there's an awful lot that goes with this, and it starts with uh, Tom Ricketts and his family and their commitment to winning a championship. Let me ask you this. There is, and I know this has happened before. I can't think of any examples off the top of my head. But there was the report that came out several days ago where it said Shohei Otani wants to keep this whole thing private, which I totally understand. He, he, he wants to you know, keep it as close to the vest as possible, the whole search process for him. And that he will hold against any team if it gets out there. If there's a leak that he has come to visit and that he's he's talking with the team and there are real overtures there, that he's going to hold it against the team where those leaks occur, how complicated 
does something like that get, especially with somebody yeah, that, as high profile as him? That just sounds like nonsense to me, Chris. Okay. Yeah. Things are going to get out. Okay. If Otani shows up at a, a private airport and uh, somebody in the airport reports him being there, or he shows up at a hotel or a limo service, uh, somebody from there reports it. it. It's not, you know, this isn't the president of the United States. It's a great player with a lot of resources, and they want privacy for him. But for him to punish a team like the Dodgers or the Cubs or the Mets or Texas because somebody reported him there and the all, all of a sudden, oh, oh, okay, we can't trust this franchise any longer because somebody from uh, the airport reported that Otani's in town. I mean, you know, that, that sounds like just such, such a bunch of nonsense that uh, he's going to punish people. You, you, you know, you're going to punish people that are going to offer you uh, five or six hundred million dollars a year. I, I don't think so. So uh, I, I think that's just pure nonsense. It's somebody trying to get ahead of the story, report things that they don't know. OK. And what we do know is that we don't know a lot. After six years as an angel, seven years in the United States, we do not know an awful lot about Shohei Otani. We know he's a great hitter. We know he's a great pitcher when he's healthy. We know he's a, uh, probably the best two-way player in the history of the game, the side of Babe Ruth. So with that in mind, okay, we know everybody wants to have this guy. As far as who he is, what he's about, I'll, I'll give you an example of what happened this year to me when I went to uh, the clubhouse, and he was in with the Angels playing the White Sox. So I go up to his locker, I get ready to talk to him, and a woman steps up to me and says, can I help you? And, you know, me being the wise ass that I am, you know, I had a lot of different uh, ideas about what to say. Don't, but nonetheless, yeah, don't, don't, don't do no, it, Bruce. Nonetheless, I said, uh, yes, ma'am, um, I'm going to talk, I'm going to speak to Mr. Otani. She says, oh, I'm sorry. Mr. Otani doesn't speak to the media. Hmm. I said, oh, you mean uh, there's going to be a special time while he's here with the, with the, the Angels? You'll have them all, all of us grouped together. Is that what you mean? There's no one-on-one? -on -one? She goes, no, no, sir. Um, Mr. Otani doesn't speak to the media. And I said, ever? And she goes, well, he talks to the media after he pitches. That's the only time he speaks to the media. So if you look at this thing, six years with the Angels, right? No one-on-ones, no information about his personal life, nothing other than uh, just watching him play baseball. And I think there was a, a couple minutes where they, uh, Major League Baseball, I think the network talked to him at the All-Star game. I think there were a few minutes of that. Uh, but... This is a, a guy that's kind of a mystery guy altogether. All we know is he's a great player. I think fans don't need to know much more than that. But as far as reporting goes about what his likes and dislikes are, where he wants to go, where he doesn't want to go, we're not going to find that out. No, no matter who the reporter is out there right now, you know, his agency and him and the teams that are, uh, are interested in bidding on him, they're going to keep it very close. And why are they going to keep it close? Not only for Mr. Otani and his privacy, not getting things out, 
but they don't want to tip their hand about where they're at with these other teams as well. Otani is going to choose the team that he wants to go to. He will be doing as much interviewing of teams and their franchises and their makeup of what they're, where they're going and, and where they want to be with him as much as they ask him questions, okay? So this is almost, Chris, a total reverse interview. He might as well have them yeah. come to him because most of the places that he's going to be interviewing for, uh, you know, leaving and, and going to their team, he's already been to the first time around. He's, he'd already, he already interviewed with the Chicago Cubs. He already interviewed with uh, the, the California teams. He always already interviewed with the, the New York Mets. So there's, there's not a real reason that he has to go to these places and see the ballpark, see the facility. He might. He probably will on some of the, some of the teams that he's totally serious about here. But when it comes to this, Chris, when it comes to uh, where he's going to go, he's going to decide, okay? This is, you know, it's not about all, I don't think it's all about money. I think it's all about comfortability, where he wants to go, his believability in the franchise to win championships. He's been there in in California six years with no playoff run, okay, with the Angels. I think he's going to do everything he can to try to figure out where the best place he can go and win. And the money is just going to be there no matter what. If it's Chicago, St. Louis, Los Angeles, Timbuktu, it doesn't really matter. He's going to get paid. Yeah, and and I think one of the questions is, clearly money is going to be, I would think, the number one thing it is for most players. Um, how far away from Japan he wants to be. He's pretty comfortable in Southern California. We know that for a fact. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to stay in Los Angeles or in the L.A. area. I, I, I mean, the options for him would include Boston. You've got Atlanta. He might like the idea of going to a team that's ready to win right now, and that's a team that's got some money to spend. Um, and obviously the Cubs are in the Midwest. Your impression of him, and I know this is maybe unanswerable from somebody who's not in his camp, but how much do you think location is going to play a factor for him? Well, I, I mean, who doesn't want to play in the, in the best weather in the world, okay? Uh, do you want to play in the I like best cold ball? weather, Bruce. Well, you know, you don't play. Well, that's you true, never, yeah. Not since yeah. high school, I don't think. So <laughs> with, with that in mind, a lot of pe- a lot of people would love to play in California. They'd like to play in Florida. Texas has a, a balmier weather pattern most of the time. Okay, we get all that. Uh, Chicago has April and May. Okay, you you can have all the charts in the world projecting home runs for home run hitters like Otani. How many more he'd hit in Chicago compared to Los Angeles because of the uh, the ballpark and the friendly confines and their short uh, paths to the power alleys. Okay, but you, you cannot project what April and May will bring as far as weather and blowing the ball back as far as home runs go. So it's not always going to be pleasant in April and May uh, if you're, you're going to Wrigley Field, but the support you get, the fan base, uh, the city itself, 
is unbelievable. That has to be weighed into what Otani wants to look at. The farm system, uh, the uh, commitment to winning, these are all things that he's going to be weighing. And, you know, when push comes to shove, it's easy for us to report that the Dodgers, having gone to the playoffs 11 years in a row, having won uh, 10, uh, 10 out of 11 uh, championships for their, their division, how they, the, they've been to the uh, World Series three times in the last 10 years, won a World Series, how they're the, going to be the front runner. And they may well be, because as far as money goes, Chris, their TV deal separates them from every other franchise, including the Yankees, for uh, being able to spend money and going over the luxury tax. They get $300 million a year for another 10 years just from their TV deal, okay? That yeah. is three, that's close to three times most of the teams what they get, and uh, but by far more than anybody else gets in baseball every year. So they can overpay Otani and not blink. Uh, they might have been working up to this over the past two years because they cut their payroll and they went down from where they were luxury tax-wise over the last two years. But that said, we do not know what Otani's thinking. The Cubs were uh, highly thought of the last time that Otani interviewed from all indications. Uh, they had a great interview with him back then. So to think that they're not involved in this would be naive. To think that they're the front runner for him, we just do not know. Uh, and again, you can surmise anything that you want at this time. I think by the end of December, uh, maybe as early as the winter meetings coming up in a, in a week or 10 days, we'll, we'll have a better idea. And he may well sign uh, by the, the middle of December since there is... Uh, no one for him to wait for. No, no worries about the fact that uh, someone else might sign a bigger contract and he'll leave money on the table. He's not leaving any money on the table. That's for sure. Uh, Howie Rose yesterday sort of set things off in the morning, the play-by-play -play guy for the, the New York Mets. And uh, his tweet was, I'm hearing we could have Otani news today. And so everybody freaked out, obviously. And then he corrected and said, well, it may not be today. It's going to be it's going to be at some point here. So I, I feel like this is not going to be a thing that gets uh, rectified quickly. I have uh, there's a good question that's come in through the text line. Three, one, two, six, forty four, sixty seven, sixty seven. And it's related to whether or not there are any Japanese players and other teams that he's interested in now. Here's a question. Does it matter to him? Does it matter to him if he has a Japanese teammate or two so he feels more comfortable in the clubhouse? I, I don't know if it matters as much, but what do you think? I always think, you know, you're, you want to have people you can relate to in your own language, okay? Right. Now, he speaks English, but not to the point where he's he's – talking to the media if he if he did talk to the media he's you know he's he's communicating with his teammates which he does he's a really bright guy so i'm sure his english is much more advanced than any of us really understand sure but having someone from your own country is cool on the other hand we don't know who he likes and who he doesn't like that he <laughs> right. played against before okay yeah. so we don't we don't know if he likes a suzuki or not you know but 
we, we know that he'd like him out on the field the way that he played, especially in the second half, being one of the more dominant offensive bats in Major League Baseball, especially the last two months of the season. So I, I think that part might be overrated. I think a big city is certainly where he's going to go. Obviously, uh, you know, is there a, a Japanese element to each city? Of course, in the big cities there are. Uh, but again, if we knew more about what he liked and what he didn't like, we would sound like we knew something. We don't know a lot about this guy other than the fact that he's one great player that the Chicago Cubs are going hard after. The question to you, Chris, and our listeners, after you spend the $50 million a year for the next five to 10 years in a commitment to him, do you have enough left to build the rest of your team out to be a championship team? Well, you know how I feel about this, or at least I think you do. Teams have money, and teams like the Cubs, who have a tremendous fan base around the country, if they sign somebody like him, I think it's a handful of years before they make that money back. I mean, we always talk about these 300, 400 plus million dollar contracts and, oh man, how's the team going to afford it? You know, Bryce Harper's deal is so is so massive, but uh, just in the value that those guys bring to the franchises in the first few years, those teams are pretty close to making that money back, whether or not they want to admit it. And I'm sure they don't want to admit it. They don't want to say, yeah, well, come on, this 400 million is nothing to us. A player like Otani, who is arguably, arguably in my lifetime, the best player, even though it's been a fairly short career that I've seen. Um, you could say that about Mike Trout too. Ken Griffey Jr. is on that list. If you have what is more than a generational talent, a, a several generations talent, I think you make that money back pretty quickly, which allows you to do other things. And I know we need to take a break here, Bruce, but I did want to ask you this. There was the report, and while we're talking about the Cubs filling out the roster, there was a report from John Morosi last year where he sort of threw out the name Bo Bichette, and it was actually about exactly a year ago. This past week, a Locked On podcast, um, a, a guy on that podcast brought it up again and said that he has heard that they have talked about it. John Morosi addressed it on MLB Network. I believe it was yesterday. What's the likelihood the Cubs end up with Bo Bichette? You mean Bo Bichette, the third baseman? Is that what he would saying? play third base. That's okay. the that would be the idea. Yes. So you're you're taking one of the top shortstops in baseball, making him into third baseman. It hasn't happened. It's happened before since uh, Derek Jeter and Alex A-Rod. Rodriguez, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but why? I mean, why wouldn't you? Why? That, that seems like it's pretty appealing to, to come to that yeah, situation, well, my go first play question for the Cubs. To you is why would, they, why would Toronto trade one of the short, best shortstops in baseball for right now for what and what reason, okay? Two give, years give left a, on the contract. Okay. Two years left on the contract. They can get a lot for him right now, and knowing they're probably not going to re-sign him when that deal's up. And the reason being? Why wouldn't they sign him? Yeah. Oh, they're they're poor. You know how Toronto okay. is. Yeah. Poor people in Toronto. No, I I mean I, that would be a great fit for the Chicago Cubs. You'd have to give up a, a, a lot of inventory, wouldn't you? Okay. Are you sure. are you willing to to give up a two or two or three of your top prospects right now for Bo Bichette at third base? Uh, you know I I don't know if that's that's really a reality here. First things first. Otani first. Everything else second. They have to have an answer here 
by sometime before mid-December. Because if you're not getting Otani, you are building out the rest of your team. You can't afford to be missing out on the top pitcher out there. You can't afford to be missing out on Bellinger. Or are you already adding those things in and knowing that you're going over the luxury tax, $50 million, and you're going to pay a $20 million uh, luxury tax penalty in 2024 and beyond having this around. So these are the things that the Cubs uh, already have answers to in the coffers of their own environment, but not necessarily sharing right now. I can share with you this. The Cubs are all in on Otani. Whatever, it's a short deal, a long deal. They are willing to make it. And as a Cub fan, you should feel good about the fact that uh, this will not be the last commitment toward winning on the north side of Chicago. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's Bruce Levine. I'm Chris Ranji filling in. When we come back, voice of the Cubs, Pat Hughes, will join us on Inside the Clubhouse on The Score. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. And always live on the free Odyssey app presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. You were 16. Yeah. You were the commissioner of a three on three rec league? Yeah, so we were we it was a it was an indoor batting cages and they put basketball courts in the back to just to kind of keep business going, right? And and Pat was just Pat was a young uh, radio announcer for the Brewers, and uh, he was just, he's a very competitive man, I will tell you that. <laughs> and so he was looking for things to do in the winter, and uh, he would play in these leagues, and I was kind of like scorekeeper slash schedule maker, things like that. And, and I mean, Pat was, he is competitive. Let me, let me just say, like, competitive. We had to slow Pat down once in a while. He, <laughs> he, was, he was that competitive. The commish. But he could really shoot, and he could really score. Pat Hughes could shoot. I like that. That is Cubs manager Craig Council talking about our next guest. By the way, after this is done, Ohio State, the show is over. At 10.30, the pregame for Ohio State-Michigan football, the game is happening. We've got the broadcast on the score. Guests on the score brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. We are pleased to bring in Hall of Fame broadcaster Pat Hughes, who does all 162 games, minus 10 on marquee, on the score every year for you. Pat, Bruce, Chris, welcome. How are you doing today? Bruce, I'm fine. Chris, 
nice to be with you guys. Happy holidays. And uh, it was good to hear Craig Council talking about the old days in Milwaukee when he was a young high school kid. He and I were in a batting cage league together. Um, little did I know he would go on to be a 16-year big league ball player and now one of the most prominent managers in the game today. But it's, um, it's nice, to, um, nice to be with you guys today. Pat, uh, tell us about uh, the elbows that you throw, uh, you know, while you're playing <laughs> basketball, and uh, you know the the way that you uh, are described by uh, him, he couching things a little bit, saying, "I don't want to say that Pat was a dirty player, but uh, mm. what what was that all about?" Uh, actually, I had really mellowed a lot by that time. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think part of it, uh, to directly answer your question, Bruce, it goes back to when I was a kid. I had an older brother, John, about three years older than me, and he would let me tag along with him playing football, basketball, baseball games. And when you're 10 and you're guarding a guy 13, uh, you're, I mean, he's going to be a head taller than you and outweigh you by 20 or 25 pounds. So you have to be kind of tough, and you you know you have to work really hard. And um, I, I think that's where I learned to play a lot of the games that I did: basketball and and football. I mean, when you're going against a guy uh, much bigger and older than you, you got to either get tough and play hard, or forget it and just play guys your own age. So I enjoyed it; it was fun, and uh, we played so many games. It was. It was a lifestyle when I was a kid. You didn't have to tell us when to practice. We played every single day, and I'm sure that's why I wanted to make a living in professional sports when I got older. Pat, I've heard stories, and I hear you can still play, and and you can take all of us. Well, Chris, I'll tell you what. I've, I've had a few uh, physical problems here in the last year or so, but I love shooting, and I love yeah. running been my workout uh, my workout since i would say for the last 20 25 years has been shooting in an empty gym grabbing the ball and jogging to the other end taking another shot run back to the other end i do that for 20 25 minutes it's a great workout you challenge yourself to make a certain number of shots and that's that's the way i've kept in shape all these years so it's it's something i really love to do this is a really exciting offseason for the Cubs, Pat, um, just because of last year going. It, it, it went well. You know, it, it didn't go as, as well as you wanted it to, but it's still there was a lot of improvement there, and there's a lot of improvement to come during the offseason. How do you pay attention to the baseball offseason, and how closely do you, knowing big names like Shohei Otani are involved and, and others like that? Uh, good question, Chris. I think it varies. Uh, I think that um, right now, between now and Christmas, I expect a flurry of activity, uh, perhaps from the Cubs. Uh, but I think uh, all teams in the free agent market who are active might make some big moves. Um, I thought last weekend when Aaron Nola re-signed with the Phillies, seven years, $172 million, I thought that might spark some immediate activity, but the week leading right up to Thanksgiving is a short week. I would say perhaps even today or tomorrow, certainly next week, you will start to see uh, some fairly big names 
signed to some pretty big contracts. I don't know when Otani is going to sign. Um, I know the Cubs are in the mix there, but um, he's such a special talent that he and his agents might decide to wait a little bit longer. And, and I think Cub fans are thinking about Cody Bellinger. His representative is Scott Boris. Boris Bruce, as you know, historically likes to wait until late in the offseason to uh, secure deals and big contracts for his guys. So I would not expect Bellinger to sign anytime soon. How about you? Yeah, I, I concur with that, Pat, uh, especially because Otani and Bellinger are the two top hand, uh, top left-handed power bats that are out there. Now, I mean, you look at Bellinger, he's not quite in the power range as Otani, who seems to be effortlessly hitting anywhere from uh, 35 to 50 home runs every year, and he's not even maxed out right now. He's going to play 29 to 30 this year, so he's starting to go into what people consider baseball's uh, prime years for him. And, and, and I'll take the, the question a step further with you, Pat. How much blue sky do you think the, the Cubs or any other team are really buying with Otani, knowing that he's not going to be a pitcher in, in 2024, that he's not going to play a position, that he's a DH and probably one of the, the best power hitters in baseball, but you're going to have to fill out eight other positions, five other uh, rotation spots, and a complete eight-man bullpen to support what he does when you give him the $50 million a year. It's a good question, Bruce. And I think with Otani, the question beyond that, in addition to what you just said, I would say since he's now had two major surgical procedures on that right elbow, how much pitching is he going to do down the, down the road? And, I mean, he's still a, a top-notch offensive player, but maybe the days of him being a two-way star are limited and, and po- possibly even over. Maybe he'll just be a hitter and a fielder from now on, and, and maybe his pitching days are in the rearview mirror. I don't know the answer to that question. What do you think there? I mean, he's still an it, it, yeah. He's he's still an exciting player, no matter what. Even if he's only pitching sporadically, I think, I, I think that's a massive benefit to have a guy who who can do both things. And and guys, I, I'm I'm thinking about this all the time because I know some of the older um, school philosophy baseball fans did not like the idea of the DH coming to the National League we would not be having this conversation about him if the DH were not in the National League. So I think yeah. I think that in itself just kind of um, it, it, it proves what an asset that is now to the league and to baseball. That's a good point, Chris. It is. And I think uh, you're right. The DH is here to stay. Whether you like it or not is pretty much irrelevant. It looks like it's across the board going to involve all 30 big league teams going forward. And, and I think Part of that is that uh, I think baseball feels like the fans want to see more offensive action. Uh, They want to see the ball in play. Um, Personally, the purest of me enjoyed no DH, where the the pitcher had to bat for himself. The pitcher had to lay down sacrifice bunts. The pitcher, if he drilled a batter, he knew that he would have to stand in there with a bat himself and run the risk of of having retaliation from the opposing pitcher. So uh, there were things uh, from a strategy standpoint that 
that I really liked before the DH took over. But again, that's the old school part of me talking, and the DH is here to stay, and and that's what Otani does, and he does it very, very well. Pat Hughes, the Hall of Fame broadcaster you hear on the score 162 times a year, minus the 10 times he's on marquee doing television, our guest on Inside the Clubhouse. And Pat, uh, when you look at uh, baseball offseason here and the Cubs, we talked a little bit about Otani and the commitment by the Cubs. But once you commit that $50 million a year, uh, are you willing to commit the other 50 or $60 million? In other words... Are you better off or can you do both signing him and then you want to sign Bellinger and you want to sign Chapman and you want to sign Hader and you want to go ahead and spend another 50 or $60 million. And I know those three names will cost you more than $60 million when you add them all up. But are you, are you the Chicago, I guess the, the better question, Pat would be, are you the Chicago Cubs of 2015, 16 right now? where you feel signing John Lackey, signing Ben Zobrist, okay, are, are you at that point right now where you feel this is the time to make those additions, knowing that your farm system is starting to really uh, kick in and deliver you a lot of players as well? Those are great points, Bruce. I know you do your homework, and you've, you've been a great reporter for a long time. Personally, the numbers are so gigantic the dollar figures, the length of contracts, they are so big that I'm, I'm glad that I do not have to deal with that and try to figure out how to budget my team and how much do you spend for this guy and that guy. I mentioned Aaron Nola, the deal with the Phillies he signed last week. Uh, he's going to be making, I believe, about $25 million a year. Now, he's a starting pitcher. That's almost a million dollars a start. It's, it's outrageous. It's, it's right around, I think, seven or $800,000 per game that he starts. Uh, I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know what it's going to cost to sign the players you mentioned, Otani or Bellinger or any of the others, Josh Hader. Um, and and it's, it is a complicated problem for each team, not just the Cubs, but uh, even teams that have a lot of financial resources are going to have to really bear down and decide what can they afford, what can they budget, uh, how much is the guy worth, uh, are you paying for his past, or are you paying for his future? You hope you're paying for his future, but we've seen that many times. A guy will have a great career, he'll get to the age of about 28 or 30, and then he'll sign a massive contract, and it'll turn out that his best years were back four or five years ago. So it's a, it's a difficult thing to, to, uh, to answer. Uh, I'm just glad it's somebody else's job and not mine because it's, it's too much for my mind, I think. Pat Hughes, the Hall of Famer. The website uh, that Pat has is called BaseballVoices.com. And on this website, Pat, you can purchase a copy of your scorecard, which, by the way, I have a copy of it, too. All of us at the score got one after Game 7, and it is uh, hanging up in my place right now. And you can get uh, the Game 7 from the 2016 World Series scorecard on BaseballVoices.com. That's a really cool thing, Pat. Well, Chris, thank you for saying that. And, you know, I'm happy to personalize 
uh, anything. Now, no, this is not the high finance that we've been discussing here the last 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't lie to us. These are more reasonable. These are more uh, that's something you can handle fairly simply. These are $20 each. We have uh, scorecards of, like you said, Game 7 of the World Series, my scorecard. Uh, if anyone orders two or more items, by the way, I'm going to personally call you to make sure that we get the personalizations exactly as you want them. But we've got CDs of Ron Sato and Harry Carey. We put together a CD of the Cubs winning the World Series in 2016. Uh, some other scorecards would include the Kerry Wood 20 strikeout game, the National League Championship Series clinching game pitched by Kyle Hendricks against the Dodgers in 2016, which still remains such a, a sweet uh, memory for me. And I think one of the all-time great games at Wrigley Field when, when Hendricks beat the Dodgers and Clay Kershaw. But that scorecard is available. We've got one on the Field of Dreams, which surprisingly, it was a game between the Cubs and Reds in 2022 in August. But surprisingly, that scorecard is, has been kind of a popular thing. So go to Cubs. Uh, let's see. Let's go to uh, Baseball, Baseball Voices. Voices. Baseballvoices.com. And, uh, again, I'll call you if you order two or more items. And they're a fun, uh, a fun holiday gift. Pat, uh, there's a few other items coming up maybe in January. Can we tease them, or should we just wait for them to uh, happen that might be involved with you and your uh, Hall of Fame track? Bruce, you probably would know more about them than I would. So, <laughs> well, I, I'm hearing I'm hearing there's another bobblehead coming out. Yeah, is that correct? It is. It's not available yet, but I understand it will be ready for the Cubs convention. So, yeah, those are those are kind of fun. They're, okay. <laughs> it's amazing when you see yourself on a bobblehead. It's kind of the feeling I had when I first got here. I'm working with Ron Santo, and Harry Carey would come over to our booth, and it would be a Cubs-Cardinals game on a Saturday. There would be 40,000 people at Wrigley, and I would say, coming back from a commercial Along with Cubs legend Ron Santo and Hall of Famer Harry Carey, it's Pat Hughes at Wrigley Field. And then sometimes I would just stop and say, how did I get here? And, you know, <laughs> what do I have to do to stay here? Because I really like this. And, um, you know, you would over, over the shoulder of Ronnie through the glass partition would be the great Jack Buck. So I thought, this is really... <laughs> This is a cool place to be. I want to stay here a long time, and fortunately, that's pretty much the way it's worked out. I'm ready for my 29th Cubs season next year. Looking forward to it wow. already with my great partners, Ron Coomer and Zach Zaidman. Well, I know uh, when I was at your coming-in party, when you were introduced at Harry Carey's Restaurant uh, back in, is it was it 1995, Pat? Uh, was, that was... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that was. Uh, I guess you should have figured out this was a pretty big deal. But Pat, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, look forward to the great holiday season coming up here. I know that uh, the Cub Convention isn't all that far away, so I know you'll be appearing there as well. Uh, the best to you and Trish and the family. Uh, have a great holiday season. We'll talk to you soon. 
Bruce, you've been a good friend for a long, long time. I thank you. And Chris, nice to be with you today. And just happy holidays to all the great, great Cub fans that might be listening in today. Thank you. Thank you, Pat Hughes. Great to talk to you as always. And I might go ahead and uh, buy a scorecard just so I can I can call you on the phone and we can talk. That's that's what I want. I have a conversation with Pat Hughes. Uh, listen, when we come back, we are going to discuss another Cubs possibility. Don't forget, we've got Ohio State Michigan football coming up at 1030. The broadcast, the pregame starts. 11 o'clock is the kick. All of that is happening right here on The Score. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. And always live on the free Odyssey app, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Chris Ranji filling in today with Bruce Levine, my guy. We're hanging out till the top of the hour. On the other side, after 10 o'clock, we will talk to Chicago Tribune White Sox reporter Lamond Pope. He'll be joining us then at 10.30. It's the pregame show, Ohio State and Michigan. Big, big football game today, and it's right here on the score, Bruce. So the Hall of Fame ballot for 2024 came to me in the mail yesterday. And the new people on the ballot of note, Joe Maurer, the former Twins All-Star catcher, Adrian Beltre, the former Dodger Ranger not your type of ranger, but Texas ranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Um, is on that ballot. Uh, holdovers, the highest vote getter from last year was, um, I believe it was Todd Helton getting about 68%. Andrew Jones, a little behind him as well, a holdover. Alex Rodriguez, Manny Ramirez. Does that do anything for you, Chris? Uh, are you voting for steroid guys, yes or no? I, sure. I That doesn't I, – I know I'm supposed to care. I just don't. I think it's, it's wrong the way Major League Baseball treated a whole group of guys that they needed to bring the sport back when it was dying for a moment. And, and they, they got popular again on the backs of those guys, and now we're going to act like they don't belong in the Hall of Fame. You know, I, I think the Hall of Fame is littered with cheaters, so I can't I can't bring myself to punish these guys for it. So I think the ones who are worthy of it, Barry Bond should be in, Roger Clemens should be in, and it's a shame they're not. Well, you talk about the Hall of Fame like it's an alley or a gangway. I mean, uh, is it, you have no interest? Have you ever been there? To the Hall of Fame? Yes. I No, I've not. I Here's how I feel. My feelings about the Hall, I'm happy for individuals who make it, but the way the way we do it, the way we vote, and the fact – for me, if, you're, if you belong in the Hall of Fame, you should be in right away. And it's always, I've always found it weird that it will take several years for a guy to finally get voted in. Almost, it's just – it's an odd thing. It's, it's like, look, if you, if you belong there, Are, have you, ever dated you belong there right away. Okay, have you ever dated anybody? No, never. Okay. Well, just use your analogy <laughs> to a dating scenario and see okay. how, how much that works, okay? We have mm. a lot more to do. Lamont Pope of the Tribune, the White Sox a beat reporter coming up next. Ohio State and Michigan to follow us at 1030. Stay tuned. This is 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.